Hello and welcome to Funny Business, a podcast for free thinkers. I'm Lockie Bradford. And I'm Robbie Hicks. On today's episode, we have Renee Buckingham, uh, owner of Sydney and Melbourne, vegan guide and producer at Fifi, Fev and Nick. And all-round legend, this episode was an absolute belter and I feel like it's been a long time coming. It's good, isn't it? It's good. We uh, actually went on Renee's pod maybe a year and a bit ago with her brother. Uh, where we were just talking shit about our lives So we thought we better get her on And um, get her to spill the goss about her career Because she's doing some cool shit uh, We caught up at our launch party in Melbourne uh, last month And uh, made an impression Not on just us but other people I'll, t- I'll tell you what else I was really I liked about this chat Was like hearing things that you wouldn't know what happened Like doing the maths sort of uh, Private hotel oh, mil- with MILFs the, with, with the, the MILFs, MILFs. And like, yeah. that's, a w- that's your job that's fun. It's interesting, but crazy. Crazy projects. I mean, if you're single and you're, you know, you're all about having fun, I feel like that's the job for you, isn't it? Just doing all random projects and just living life on the edge. It's fucking, it's cool, isn't it? Hey, Renee, thanks so much for jumping on the pod. Uh, for those at home listening, tell us who are you and what do you do? Look, who am I? I'm just a average gal living in Melbourne. <laughs> um, I would say I'm like a pretty crazy human living in Melbourne, producing, run my own vegan food blogging business. You know what it's like being an entrepreneur. You do a whole lot of shit that's not worth listing, but on the side I like uh, consult, run social media. But outside of that, I just love a good time. That's who I really am. Oh, How do you have time yeah. for anything? You know, like I want to get straight to, no, straight to the point. Like we've been you, talking off air, yeah. We'll you say you do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but like your life sounds like not busy is not a bad thing, but you're like you fill out with good stuff. It's like, no, I look at someone, I'm like, she, I want to know how, what she thinks about time, how she fits it all in. And like, you've got so much stuff going on, but it seems like you're always there and present. It's not like, you know, when people do shit and you can tell it's kind of like a drain and it's like lots of things to do. You just seem very like fucking in it and on it. And like you love life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I worked at Boosters for eight years and they drilled it into us. You must love life. So <laughs> thank Boosters for all my passion for life. A good, good um, juices though, to be fair. What oh. was your order? What was your favourite? Do you know what? Part of the reason I went vegan is because I was drinking way too much Manga Magic and there's like 220 grams of like heavy yogurt in that and like, my gut was like, that's enough. But I love like, I just made my own stuff like off recipe. I oh, see. The, 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 yeah, I thought that was illegal. Isn't that illegal? illegal? <laughs> Have you ever worked in a, a hospitality job or anything? Have you? No, I've never done hospital jobs. Are you that's serious? That's like my one, if everyone can do one thing in life, it should be work in hospital because then you just learn how to become a good person. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. customer service, you know, the struggle, if you learn patience, teaches you everything. I've he, done retail, but not. He worked oh, at EB Games. I did EB so Games. So he was just talking nerd talk. He was just, you were loving it, weren't you? Yeah, oh. I can come in and talk about World of, World of Warcraft. And you're like, tell me more, don't you? Yeah. yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I looked very nerdy, but that's all right. But anyway, was there a question? What, no, what, yeah. no, no, we're talking. How do you, yeah, how do you fill out your day? Like you got so much on. Like uh, you're producing a radio show, national radio yeah. show, which is amazing in itself. You mentioned off air that you're up at three thirty a.m. So, yeah. can you explain what a normal day looks like? Because I'm interested. Yeah, a normal day is up at like three thirty. I probably snooze to like three forty-five, and I wake up in the worst way possible by shoving my phone in my face and just scrolling the shit out of social media. Everything they say don't do, I do to wake up. Um, and then I go into the radio station in Melbourne and um, a lot of prep for the radio show that we're about to do. We have our like pre-show meeting at like 5, 5.30 and then we're live by like 6 a.m. Um, so my like on-air or our on-air show is finished by 9 a.m. By the time most people are starting work, we're kind of done our main bit. 
Um, and then I'll work till like 12, 1230, um, radio stuff. And then I'll go to the gym and then I'll get back online, work more radio, film some vegan food blogging stuff outside of that. Maybe go to gym class at night, squeeze in like a social media dinner, maybe a date, maybe improv. And then I'm in bed by like 10 at the latest, hopefully, but I should be in bed by like 738. Are you like in that first meeting, that kickoff one, five o'clock, how out of 10, how sharp is the brain by that time? Um, once you have a long black coffee, the brain is on point. Mornings <laughs> um, are good. Yeah, mornings are good. I don't know. There's something like so nice about being up before the rest of the world. First of all, no traffic. I hate traffic. Um, second of all, car parks, you get a good park at work, which is always good. And I just like like the peace and serenity of like, just seeing a few drunk people waddling the street on your way to work and be like, I'm a great human. I'm not drunk on the street at 4am, but they are. <laughs> you must feel super healthy too. Cause we're looking at your um, Instagram and it's just all healthy food. You're up early. I'm feeling like, yes, you might have some bad habits of scrolling at 3.30am, but with the intention of I'm fucking up and working, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like midday. Yeah. 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 That's nothing better. Is it when everyone's like wrecked and that, and you're just like, Hey, I've done yeah. my shit. I've got so much. You must feel like you got so much time in a, like, yeah. Honestly, I don't know how I could do two jobs. if I didn't get up at three 30. Like if I worked a nine to five, it would be really hard to squeeze everything in. So it actually works in my favor to be up that early. It doesn't work in my favor to go to bed so late and think I'm just normal and can go out drinking on a weeknight. <laughs> Did you always think this is something that you wanted to do, like growing up? Did you think you'd get into media? Is that what a pathway that was intentional? I like study journalism. Like grew up doing musical theatre and like acting and I was like, I want to be a journalist. And then I went to like uni and I was like, first of all, I suck at uni. Second of all, journalism is so formal and I am not formal. <laughs> and I would like swear or fuck shit up and I'm like, no, nah, this isn't for me. So I knew media or I knew like uh, something in like the music industry or performing arts, but just not... I guess producing. Hey, you mentioned something earlier. Improv. Been looking at your Instagram. Yeah, that looks fucking cool. I've been um, listening to a lot of the Smartless podcast with Jason oh, Bateman and Will Arnett and Sean Hayes. Yeah, and they were talking about improv and how you like hone your skills on just thinking on your feet and just like how how has that helped you in every aspect of your life? I suppose. Oh my god! If anyone could do anything as an adult, it's go to fucking improv. Like. I grew up doing acting, so I love it. But I think going back to it as an adult, it's like it forces you to get out of your own head. It like it's literally therapy with like a bunch of other people. Like half the people that do it, they're like data analysts or like forensic psychologists that just want to like use their brain creatively. And I feel like as adults, we slip into like work. And then if someone's like, What's your hobby? I'm like, um, I don't know, like work. They're like, right now, it's not a hobby. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been doing improv for the last like year and a half, two years in Melbourne, and like it is so good for the soul, like so good. What is improv? Thinking on your face. I know, but like, what, like when you say go to improv, what does it mean to go yeah. to improv? So you like go to an improvisation <laughs> school and there's like 10 other people and you'll like be given a word and you have to make a scene out of the word or you'll be given like a situation and you just like have to act on your feet. And like so much of it is just like get out of your own ego, get out of your own head. People don't care. It's okay to fail here and just have fun and commit. Like if you, they can so tell when you're like not committing or you like feel nervous about playing this weird character. It's like literally just like therapy in a fun way. Have you seen Whose Line Is It Anyway with oh, Drew Carey? Yeah, yeah, the best show ever. Like that's and um, like that and Thank God You're Here, which is coming back to Australian television, which I'm stoked about. I like the whole reason I love the improv. Thank Isn't you, Fox. They Bell. open the door and they just start the scene. The scene, yeah, start, that's that was it. Crazy. That's improv. Yeah. 
Have and you seen, that- um, oh, sorry, you go. I was going to say, improv is like everyone's worst nightmare, but I promise you once you get in there, you like everyone secretly loves it. It's not stand-up. Yeah, no, I think see- I've got I've got short-term memory loss. I don't think I'll be that good. But, uh, <laughs> no, that's you perfect. Have seen and you're like, where am I? It's not, what is what? Yeah, you do have, you have seen to listen. Barry? Have you seen Barry? No. Oh, my God. It's uh, Bill Hader. Okay. And uh, he plays a, he's a hitman. <laughs> But he, he wants to escape that life because he's sick of like destroying people, and he and he discovers his love for acting through this so like funny. improv stuff. Yeah, and I forget the old dude who's in it, but he's like a super famous guy. But I feel like you'd love that shit. And okay, honestly, like yeah, it's been a sort of a common theme, hasn't it? Like putting yourself out there. Like a lot of people we have on the pod, sort of a, a similar path has been like that sales pathway, you know, like that door to door type yeah. of setups, like that putting yourself out there and like risking yeah. it a little bit, like putting yourself out. Especially being in content, you know what I mean? Like yeah. doing content and what you do across all your stuff, you've really got to put yourself out there. Surely it helps with what you're doing there. Oh, 100%. If anything, it just forces. I mean, we all got imposter syndrome at some capacity and everyone's like, oh, no, who, people going to think of this. But improv really helps just being like, who cares what people think? If you commit, people will just think that you're a presenter or they'll just think that you're a content creator. Like you guys now think I'm an improviser because I've like posted about it. You know, even though I've only done like a year and a half of it, it's like, yeah, it's so helpful in like life skills. Even if you're single and dating, like doing improv is like just fake some confidence and see what happens. I love that because I feel like a lot of people might get trapped in a, we talk about it all the time, it's the action thing. It's like, hey, I've always wanted to do this, but I've never felt it in me to maybe pursue it. You know, I feel like, oh yeah, you're making excuses up in your in your head, you know, on why you can't do it and stuff. And like, I don't know, just putting yourself out there. And what what is your mindset of like tackling new things around? Nah, fucking, even if I suck, I'm, I'm still going to do it. I just think um, if I'm not being challenged, it's a sign to change it up. And it's like every time I do something hard on you, I'm like, fuck, you've done it again. Like you don't need to live your life like this. Just chill out, like work a nine-to-five job, just like go back to hospital and hang out. And then then you get that thrill or like adventure of like doing it all, like feeling successful in it. And it's like this is why I do it. So I think, yeah, like I'll constantly do hard things and like I have a, a an inner battle of like stop doing it, but then also you do it and you're like, fuck yeah, I did it. And if it fails, who cares? You learned something. Surely a few single data analysts uh, are oh, yeah. The improv- glasses are fogging up right now, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> They're putting their Bunsen beaker down. Bunsen beaker. fuck it again, whatever, whatever the fuck it is, their lab coats. I <laughs> drop science too, don't worry. Yeah, That's I love crazy. It. I love it. Hey, well, let's get back into the content part of things. What goes yeah. into producing a radio show? Yeah. What, how does it work for a week? It's so interesting because I had no idea what, like, producing is. But really, we're all, like, as content creators, everyone's producing every day. We just don't have that, like, label for it. And I think I was lucky during COVID, like, I started producing Husey, Ed and Aaron, which is a Sydney show because everyone was, like, pregnant or, like, having COVID babies. And I'm, like, the single young girl. Like, I'll take your job. <laughs> um, so I started <laughs> with them and, like, Really, the best way to describe being a producer of like a radio show is like you are like the support to the talent. Um, you pitch a lot of the content, you come up with a lot of the ideas, you implement the ideas, and then you kind of hand that over to the talent to execute it. So all the research, um, I, I mean, I didn't really realize that I'd been doing a lot of producing for my own brand and my own self for so long. Um, but all the research or the articles or the ideas, creative ideas, you kind of come up with as producers and then put that to the talent and then they decide whether they want to work with it or and you know we've got a team like we're lucky enough to have an audio producer a video producer so we'll look at like how do we make this talk break sound even better um so yeah a lot of my job is like constantly being on constantly consuming media constantly thinking of ideas which can be like super hard because you're never really off and you're always available um 
but also you get to work on crazy shit. I'm like, what is my job? (laughs) I love that. I think we were talking to Ryan John about it too. And it's like being in that super creative zone. And I think one of his exercises was just like fucking flushing out like a hundred ideas or something. It It was just like writing it all out and like half of them, three quarters of them are going to be shit, but it's like, just get your brain sparking. But again, like balancing that with like consuming so much content. I know for us, like when we done the news for a little bit, uh, we had to sort of stop because we were just like, it, we're consuming so much of what's going on. It's like, yeah. fuck, it's really affecting our like personalities and the way we are. And it was a bit intense, wasn't it? We didn't tell me that. Is that why we stopped it? <laughs> <laughs> I think it intense, you know? can relate, like, especially with AI, all the AI clickbaity content right now. I'm like, fuck, like we're getting it taken out. Like you just get so in, in your head about it all. And it's like, yeah, it's, it is really hard to switch off, um, especially if you want to put your phone down for an hour. It's like, oh, you kind of can't. Like someone needs you. Is it easier to think of ideas for other people or yourself? So if you're working with the radio talent, are you like, oh, mm. uh, like I can I can see what they would like and I feel like they could, you know, take risks there or that would be funny there. And Yeah, yeah I feel like um, you're way less attached to the outcome when it's um, for other people because, like, nothing's personal. And we have that chat all the time on radio. We're like, if we don't like your idea, that's it's not about you. Like it's so it's very like just so much about like putting it out there and no one's like offended or upset um if like it doesn't get through. And also we churn through way more content in radio. Like it's like, you know, 15 pieces of content a show. It's like, yeah, whether obviously in in content world and online world, it's like one one brief might last, you know, one specific reel or something. How long will you stretch it? You've got 15 things, like three hours, 15, yeah, 15 how you, topics. How do you do that? So you're looking, at the t- you're looking at the people on the show like, fucking stretch this out. Come on. Yeah, hey, a few work. more sentences. Make fuck it up. Work. Uh, a bit slower. It's actually so structured. Um, Like we'll have things like we might pitch phoner ideas and be like, you know, have, are you cheating on your partner right now? Call us and that kind of thing. Like the amount of stories that I now know, and like I'm not from Melbourne, so I've gotten to know Melbourne like through producing radio, like even suburbs. I'm like, where do you live? Like where is Epping? Like I've got to like see suburbs and learn about it um, through the show, which has been really cool. But Melbourne has some fucking characters. Who calls them? Who calls to dobs themselves in? Hey, I saw I'm cheating. No this people, literally all the time. Like we put them on the voice disguiser. It's it's a yeah. People have some stories. I is tell it you. like confession? Like they want to go into the reason. They also want to get it off. Like if I tell yeah. someone, then at least I'm not as guilty. It's on you too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just leaving with all these secrets. Um, what's and the th- secret you've been told? What's the one that comes oh. to mind? Someone's killed someone. That'd be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> a fair city. Someone fakes like um having cancer. Yeah, it was like wild. Yeah. So the content world in radio is so different to the content world online. But as you can see, like now everything's just becoming so like content. It's actually overwhelming. Like we've got TikTok. I'm like, I can't keep up with all these apps. What about filtering through? Because I think about it all the time of like the content. Uh, what are they called? The ones who filter through and have to like block con- certain content and stuff. So you're seeing all oh, the, the worst. moderators. The moderators and that where you're going, fuck, this is like the dregs of society coming in and I have well, to like filter to through. the show. If you have people calling in and saying, yeah. you have to be like, well, you're too crazy. You oh, yeah. God, and we're like, thanks for calling. Um, Yeah. As producers, we like filter which callers go to air as well and like make that decision off air. Like, you know, what's the strongest story or like uh, all of that. So we actually have a pretty intense and like important job, especially if, like someone's going to swear on air. You're like, Mark, why did you swear? I told you no swearing. Um, So we're in control of that. Fev was taking hangers out of a helicopter the other day. Oh, yeah. Was that a fun, were you involved in that? Was that a fun thing to be involved in, surely? We have like had my wildest experience as a producer was doing a 24-hour 
like pub crawl on the Gold Coast, like an all-nighter, and then going straight into a studio from the club, from the casino, in last night's dress and producing a show like drunk. Like it was literally my job to keep us all awake for 24, like 24 hours, no sleep. We, we partied to 5 a.m. and then went straight into a live show. I'm like in the club, like being fed drinks by like the guys. And I'm like, what is my fucking job? Like, yeah, wild. That's nuts. That's nuts. Staying up all night, I feel like I get a bit sleepy at around 11. And by 12 and 1, I'm We're just so like, old now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless like, we, well, I remember going out at like, remember going out at like 10.30, we'd hit the clubs. <laughs> we're like, hey, we're going out. It's 11. We just fucked up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would not be doing that by choice by any means. I'm like a 9 p.m., like the happy bedtime. But yeah, it's so cool. Like to be able to produce like, you know, Fifi, Fev and Nick, I'm like, what the fuck is my job? Like, how did I get here? And like, how cool did I get to produce like some of the best like talent in Australia? It's amazing. What about you personally? What What's the best idea you've pitched that's come through and it's worked out all right? Yeah, a bit of you time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't you know. Said, that's like... my idea. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start pissing on it, marking that territory. Oh, Let's do it. look. It's a very collaborative process. And because I'm like the most bottom producer in the team, I'm just like the support and hype girl. Like I know I'm there to like hype everyone up and have the energy to do so. Like I'm very aware, like Renee's got energy and we need her. Um, But I think more recently I was like a part of this thing called MILF Manor where we put like uh, MILFs into a house with toy boys and I like lived in the house with them and was like in their bedrooms at 6am with my laptop. Like, so what happened last night? Who got with who? Like, it was insane. I was like, am I producing mass right now? Like I was literally the only producer living in the house with her. I was like, what is my job? And I should not be, <laughs> am I qualified to do this? Was um, this the mother and sons thing? Um, so we didn't put their sons in. We just put a bunch of like MILFs in a house with toy boys in Melbourne, but it was wild. Like I was just like, I am not qualified to be Give here. Give us some stories. Give us a few stories. Like, <laughs> oh, hey, I'm loving this. Tell me more. Well, it turns out a lot of young boys in Melbourne love mums. Like, and they were hot mums. Like they still got it and they could party harder and hit on boys harder than I ever could. <laughs> um, it got loose. I mean, I went to bed at like 10, but it was just crazy. We were there for 48 hours and the amount of drama that unfolded. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. I knew they were there to like stir the pot a little bit and just oh yeah it up. they knew they were off yeah was there any yeah. like marriages or anything one from couple them? fell in love and she's actually got a kid pretty much his age <laughs> um hot, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, i mean it's your new brother slash best friend <laughs> yeah. kinks of melbourne hey there's plenty out there that's crazy. Yeah. That's great. You have an interesting job, isn't it? That's yeah. great. It must be fun yeah. all the time because it's always different. Do you know what? It's so fun and so good and every morning we laugh so much. But, like, I think that, like, and it looks fun online, which I know you guys know, like, when something looks great, you're like, oh, what a fun time. But it's, like, behind the scenes, it's a lot of work. Like, there's a lot of burnout. There's a lot of, like, long hours. There's always been on. Like, I don't know personally sustainably whether I could produce for the rest of my life just because, like, yeah, I, I probably value like rest a bit too much. Um, but for now, while I can, it's so fun. If you weren't doing that show, what have you got one that you'd love to produce or are there any shows out there that you'd love to work on? Do you know what? I feel like I hit the jackpot. Like you hear about nightmare stories of like uh, people and talent in the industry and we have the best, like they're our mates, like we're all so close. And so everyone's like, telling me stories about people and I'm like what I'm like we're we're living the dream here so I'm like I don't want to go anywhere else this is like I've hit the jackpot early um but for me like I actually want to be on air one day um so producing for me is just like love doing it now but the goal for me long term is to like be on the show 
Well, not yeah, show. You've started a pod. You've started a new pod, though. Was that uh, with another producer? Yeah. Um. So he's the anchor of our show, and pretty much like, yeah, I guess like the advice I've been given in like the industry is if you want to um start a show, like don't come to us with a demo anymore. Come to us with a brand and a following. And you guys know how important like community and brand and following is. And so like we were like, well, we're having these conversations every day. We don't agree on shit. He's so traditional. I'm so left. And it's like let's let's talk about it. Um, And like, we're still best mates as well. So yeah, we thought it would be like a business decision to do it, but also something that we're like passionate about doing. You're talking about being on air. I saw you on the, on the TV on with Simon too. And, and, yes. and, and you know what? I'll, I'm going to throw lock under and I'm going to tell him, what did you think of what Renee cooked? Oh, I was looking at that, the pickled ginger. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just not my jam, but it's not your fault. <laughs> I don't know why Rob's trying to throw me under, but <laughs> You were hey, you were good. Cool. Hey, you were good in the kitchen. You spoke well to the camera. I thought you were the star of the show. Let's be real. But oh, thank what you. Oh, you your cooking show. Me, I don't know. I feel like all the. I just. I hate the tacky vegan branding. So like, it would not be like a green leaf, and like, I just think like vegan has such a stereotype that I'm like, let's just make plants like yum, delicious, sexy. Um, I did have a pop up in Melbourne once with Simon Tui, like a vegan food truck called Plants on Fire. And I kind of like that because it's just like, well, like on fire. But um, I don't know. Like, I actually, top secret, like, I don't love cooking. <laughs> like, um, I'm not a chef. I like being cooked for um, and I just do it for a job. But I actually prefer more like going out, eating at restaurants, that kind of vibe. Foodie, foodie life, I'm telling yeah. you. I'm seeing some of these people that just go, like, they just travel around the world and they just rate food at the best places. Yeah, I'm like, that's the how, dream. how do you fucking get that gig, you know? Well, that's yeah. what we Yeah. If someone said to me, you'd be paid to eat food, I'd be like, nah, like, no way. Like, go out, get drunk with your friends, it's on the house and you get money for it. I'm like, that is the dream life. And I'm like, sometimes I'm still like, I've been food blogging for like six, seven years. I'm like, how is this a job? <laughs> Like, what about the food blogging community? Can we talk about that? Because that feels powerful. Because I feel like food is like, that's love for a lot of people, isn't it? It's connection. It's like family, you know oh. what I mean? Like recipes and shit. Just feels like awesome. recipes. This is why we bond. Food is the love. <laughs> I'm a packet cat, Renee. Oh, you know? I love it. Do you know what? Food is everything. I love food so much. And I think, um, yeah, just like the power and beauty of being in the food blogging industry is like food ain't going anywhere, you know? Like, there's definitely like items or trends or like fashion that's like in and out. Like food is here to stay. It's a necessity to survive. Um, and luckily for me, like plant-based foods on the rise. And like, um, I mean, I got in at a really good time before it was like trendy or like topical. I'm like, I've been doing this a long while. And so, yeah, I think like when COVID happened, I was like, fuck food blogging, like at restaurants and reviews, that's not going to be a thing anymore. And then like, uh, obviously it shifted to like people sending me products and things and creating recipes and then reels come in, you're like, fuck, now I've got to learn how to do this. Like, it's all adapting. But I think um, it's so cool to see, especially like Melbourne back and thriving and like getting out and about. And like, it's so much fun to be able to sell a venue and like within like a 10 second video and be like, this is, you should go here because of this. And like, like I eat with my eyes. Like when I go to a cafe, I'm like, I'm going to look at the menu. I'm going to look online at your Instagram and see what's there. So I'm like, if you don't have good food on your Instagram, I'm going to eat there. What about your experience shooting content while you're eating? Is that is that hard to do, like thinking about angles and shit? I know you probably got it down. You got your flow now. But at the start when you were fucking, because it's like, I want to eat it while it's kind of hot. 
Yeah. You know, you're a bit of a pig. You'd be oh, oh, I eat with oh. my hands a little bit. You would no, not be coming. You would not come to like I, whenever I bring friends. I'm like, here's a brief. Are your nails dirty? And do you mind waiting like ten minutes for me to take photos? Because I all the time I take people, like my brother especially, just like straight in. I'm like, James, I've got to get the content. Like, give me a second. Um, and with food, like with camera, like it used to be all about the camera and I'd be standing on chairs all night and like trying to get the shot. But with reels now, I'm like, oh my God, this is way more chill, way less aggressive at a restaurant, like standing on, on chair chairs. At a restaurant. Oh, know, like... yeah. Anything for the but shot. But that's intent. They know you're taking the photos or is it just like you're going in there by choice? Yeah. And, uh, do you mind if I stay on this chair? <laughs> oh, we don't ask anymore. <laughs> no, like I think um, if obviously I'm going in for a paid shoot, they know they've invited me and they've put on the spread. So like it's very much you are a food blogger and you're here. For- and like I used to care so much people thought and like, oh, wait, like what are people going to think? Like with your big heavy camera. Nowadays it's way more subtle like on a phone and I feel like everyone's trying to get that content these days. So I'm probably just blending in way more. But like it's actually a lot easier than I thought. But I still go into places and I'm like, oh, like I still have imposter syndrome. I'm like, am I doing a good job? Is that enough? Like I feel guilty leaving there being like, should I pay them for this food? It's like, no, you're giving them a service. Like I'm like still struggle with it like seven years on. But reels have saved our lives because it's so much more chill. But it is hard to be super present. Like you can't really like I put my phone on airplane mode that's a rule when I'm out and I won't post when I'm there I'll post like when I go home or the next day what about when you're on a date and you're like hang on just give this 10 minutes oh, like, I gotta get this done. nah I would never take a first date at least on a food blogging adventure because I'm like they do not need to see that chaos going down but sometimes I go on a date and like I live in a very vegan friendly part in Melbourne and people be like Melbourne vegan guide I'm like shut the or like they'll see me making out. I'm like, oh no, I gotta go. I'd be loving that. I'd be, I'd be saying, hey, I'm going here at this time. If you want to come, you can come and snap say, me here, yeah, snap me here. Oh my god, that's so good. Do you no. have any like power tripper moments? You know, what I mean? <laughs> you this hold, is disgusting. You no, know, you hold the fate of a lot of people in their hands. You know, you could be really harsh if you wanted to, and be like, oh, this is horrible. I hate it, and you could just. Yeah, people like as a small business myself, I would never like publicly slam someone without having conversations offline. But there is heaps of conversations I have like behind the scenes of restaurants being like, hey, like, thanks for having us in or like, are you open to feedback? Um, And like I went somewhere the other day and I was like, if that was my first experience at your restaurant, I'd never come back. Like I told them this like behind the scenes and they were like that bad. I'm like, yes, so bad. Like, yeah, because I'm always like I'm getting this food for free and I'm being paid to be here, but would I pay for it? And that's how I like judge it. And also I know that when I go somewhere and they know I'm a food blogger, they're going to give me like the even better experience and bigger portions. But it's like because I'll have people go in and be like, well, I had a shit experience there. And I'm like, well, maybe like I got a good experience. So I'm pretty critical, but definitely off it, like off offline because I don't want to like shut down a business, you know. I'm not that cruel. We were talking about this the other day, like being brutally honest with people. So I think it's personality-based too. So if you know that that value, like you said, you ask the question, hey, do you – do you want some f- actual feedback? Because yeah. some people can't handle it. <laughs> they, can say, they? they yeah. say no. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Just leave and I'll just deal with it. <laughs> some people say no. Like I've dealt with a lot of like traditional Italian like restaurant owners that are like, this is how we are doing it. Like we'll only do it this way. And I'm like, look, you're not worth kind of having that conversation with. Um, but also like if you think about it, if I'm going in as like a vegan kind of expert or what consultant, like they probably need me more than like I need them. So it's like, I'm just here to help your business and give you better vegan options. Like don't take the egg and feta off at an avocado smash and charge me the same price. 
and then not swap it out. Like, so just like little hacks like that, that I know vegans like hate that I'm like, guys, just do this and we'll come in. So. So what are the community touch points then for the Melbourne and Sydney vegan guide? Is it, is it newsletters? Is it um, videos? So you do lots of content on socials. Is there anything else? Look, there is no newsletters. Like there's so much I'd love to do. I'd love to have an app, but of course, like give me an investor. There's like so many things we could do with it, um, which obviously working full-time in radio, I don't have capacity for, but it's just all social media at the moment, really. Um, Like I'd love to do some more meetups and like picnics in the park. I know they're like a great value. And it's like, you know what it's like when you put content, you're like, does anyone fucking see this? Like, does anyone actually enjoy what we're doing and then you meet people and you, they give you the feedback to face face and you're like oh great cool so like i would love to do more in-person meetups you've been doing it for how long did you say seven seven years yeah seven years how did it start yeah what was the first one you went into and you're like fuck it they're getting a review <laughs> <Yeah. Straight up. laughs> when i was in sydney um i was like studying uni and i was like oh i want to know where to eat vegan in sydney so i'll just like start this little food blog and then everyone else was like we want to know where to eat vegan in sydney and then i remember the first time i got sent like my first package it was like a free tub of ice cream and i was like i've made it like i am living the dream and now i'm like sorry i just don't do contra which means like sent gifts in exchange for like a, a story because it's otherwise you just it's overwhelming um but at the time like everyone was in i was in uni i was like 19 and people were like knocking the door like wait you're the vegan girl, like you're so young. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm just like really trying. Cause at that stage I didn't put any of my face on the, on the brand, but, um, Oh, first time you get free food, you live in the dream. And now it's like, I won't go unless you pay me to eat it. <laughs> oh like yeah. Job. Yeah. Honestly. I'm really jealous. Yeah. Your head's yeah. ticking around. Hey, I need to get more into you food. Could I, do I, it. Love dim sims. I love fucking. I feel like I'm a de- that's not something you can eat as, as a vegan. Yeah. There's probably vegan options, yeah. You can be sponsored by any food brand you want, honestly. I'm just a slut for pitching. Like, I pitch hard all the time. And brands don't know that, like, your services exist. And it's like, yeah, there's heaps of value in it. I mean, any brand that's not working with creators, I'm like, you are missing out. Oh, tell it, take us into the pitch then. Uh, you, you're going psycho on that. Like, <laughs> like that that's great stuff though. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we do. I don't know if someone's like slutting it up, pitching. I'm loving that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm stealing that. Super classy. Um, I just think like, and I've like uh, coached like other creators to charge for what they're worth. Cause it's like, if you ain't charging for what you're doing and then I'm coming in hot with my rate card, like it's not helping anyone in the industry. So like, I'm very much about empowering people to like charge for what they're worth. Like, you wouldn't say to like a model or like a photographer at your wedding, like, oh, do you mind? Just It's just good exposure and experience for you. Like, you're like, sorry, like I need to pay my bills and like I can't send my landlord free food and be like, are you cool with that? Um, so, yeah, I just think like people can say no and like the same ruthless mentality I had when I started it, I've still got today. Like I'm like obviously being respectful, but I'm just like I don't budge often on rates. Like if saying like no to people is okay i think like people not accepting your collab like is fine like it's all part of it um but i think yeah i'm super passionate about people pitching and charging i love that and what about after pitching and going through that process has it ruined uh brands and stuff for you as well where you go and say oh fuck the way they handled it all their comms was just like not great yeah, do you know what's so wild? I worked with a, I won't name them because they're very well known in Melbourne, but like a gelato company and they were having a bitch about my content to me. They thought they were messaging each other, 
but they were messaging it, messaging it to me, be like, oh, my God, look at her hands in this shot. It looks so bad. And I was like, hey, like I fully was just like, oh, my God. And, like, they'll, they're probably too scared to ever work with me again. But I was like, hey, like just so you know, like it's me. <laughs> You're sending this to me like the wrong person. And they freaked out. They were so apologetic. Um, and, you know, like I, I've still gone back and bought their product. But it's so fine. Um, but I'm just like, people are so weird about feedback. Just give feedback. Like it's not personal. My hand looks weird in there. Like that's fine. We can do another shot. Um, you keep looking down at your hands now though. You're like, yeah. hey, I'm very self-conscious about my small hands. <laughs> really? <laughs> hey, it's what you do with them. I know. He's like, this <laughs> I put them in my pockets. So I'm like, fuck, I don't know. I'm like, can I claim my hand stuff on like tax? Surely. <laughs> like, I reckon people would, wouldn't they? Like OnlyFans people would, wouldn't they? They'd put insurance on their cocks, wouldn't they? <laughs> wouldn't they? You would, wouldn't you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm not on OnlyFans. I don't know. <laughs> I've I thought about like, it. You could be a Bevel's hand model, I reckon. A Bevel's hand model. Yeah, Gold, Goldsmith, Toddies or whatever. I don't reckon. Huh? I don't reckon. No? What, what about some other brands that you like outside of inspirations in the food space? Who who does it well? Yeah, I think um, it's all about like not taking the brand too seriously. Like I think like the every time I go to a vegan cafe that's aggressively vegan, I'm like, guys, stop like you're too in your face you're too hot and heavy like I think Mr. Consistent's a great brand that does like cocktails and like you know a good time really well like there's so many like fancy plants it's like a vegan um like cheer pudding brand like lots of puns lots of like approachable like great branding like it sucks because like we're such suckers for branding but good branding makes such an impact and when I started the food guides I was like I had a broccoli for Sydney. I had a beetroot for Melbourne. I had all these different vegetables for the cities. And a couple of years ago, I was like, this ain't it. Like, stop being so, like, in-your-face aggressive vegan and just, like, make it normal and, like, cool. Um, So I was, like, sleeping with a designer at the time. I was like, hey, mates, rates, do you want to redo the brand? <laughs> and so we did. What, what is oh, it? Surely crazy. you must come across a few aggressive vegans. All you the know time. What I mean? Like, what is it about you saying sometimes it's, a, it's like anything, it's a bit culty, it seems yeah. like people love being a vegan. Yeah, I well, I love it. Um, I think, like, yeah, everyone that like becomes vegan is like, oh my god, you have to be vegan tomorrow. It's like, hold up, Stephanie, you weren't vegan two days ago, and now you are. Like, you know, people don't know what they know. It's also a privilege to like have choice to make food choices. Like, most people are just trying to eat food and survive, and so, like, I'm very much like. I'll just lead by example. And when people are like, how do you have so much energy? I'm like, well, you know, just the plants, you know. Um, and, like, I don't get it right 100% of the time. Like, my car's probably got leather in it. And, like, you know, there's definitely things that, like, I don't get right all the time. But it's like, whatever. Like, like people yelled at me for getting the vaccine online. They're like, you're so crazy. It's not vegan. I'm like, all right, John, how am I meant to be in this world if I'm, like, you know, not alive? So I will get the vaccine. People are crazy. They really put in, like, you get comments like that. People want, they, they take it that far. Like, you want, they want yeah. to make sure that they're watching your story. Everyone's got their own thing on it. And it's like anything when you learn yeah. something, you get excited about it and you want to tell yeah. everyone, of like, hey, I've just discovered this life changing thing for me. Yeah. You yeah. need to know right now as well. You yeah, know? 100%. Um, so my, my approach is like, stay away from the protests and just, lead by example and like if people ask along the way just yeah tell them that's what we say with like business ethics and stuff you know like all these people preach and all this good stuff it's like just do the good stuff set the standard like just yeah. be that and then everyone can just look at that and go oh that's just normal behavior you know like that's I just like that 
That's it is a little bit though, people. you know. Like I like the way you do it and approach it. That's why I think like you got such a banging community and people loving your content because it is that brand. It is like you, you know. You've injected your personality in, and it it's fucking cool. Like we were we were saying like after the launch party and and seeing you there again, we we're like you can just tell something's something's happening, you know. Like there's a buzz, there's an energy, and like it wasn't just us saying that either, was it? It was hey, other people. Comments were made. Comments were made, and like just saying. Love and love Renee's Renee. going on. Yeah, Renee's right? got it going on. And like it's just cool because I think it's cool for young people to to look at you and see what you're doing. And it's like it's good getting you on the podcast because you're in the middle. You know, I know everyone's on the journey and that's the whole thing. Yeah. But I mean, like, fuck, you're you're smashing it out and you're doing stuff. You you're know, hustling, you've been grinding, you do like yeah. one of the things you're saying off air, uh, you're chatting to a dude who called Caps who shot our yeah, yeah. um shot our launch party. Launch party. But going through and talk, saying that we were talking tonight and one of the things about all the stuff that you do is that you're consistently active. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I think that one of the, the hardest things I find about being in content, like we're lucky to do the pod, you know, the pod comes out and by default you can yeah. just like stretch it into like that's a story, that's a thing. But like you've got a lot of channels that you look after, you're doing the other show, mm. but you do a lot, you know, like you must, like do you, even your own stuff, you're like creating content every day, like you all the time. I feel thank also thank you for all that. Do you know what's so funny about coming to your launch party? I was like, oh my God, maybe I don't go. I'm going alone. Like I was in my head about coming. I was like, okay, set yourself a challenge. You have to speak to three people before you leave here and you have to see the boys. Like you're not coming all this way to like not see them. So it's so funny that people are like just vibing it out and here I am being like, oh God, like I should, should I go? It's just so funny. And this is the thing about like online, obviously it's a highlight reel. I mean, I'm happy. I love my life, but there's definitely times where I'm like, I'm in my head about shit. Um, oh, and I honestly find it it's so helpful that we do shit together because we're like because yeah. sometimes you can think you're a bit crazy like like there's there's oh, been no. plenty of times where we've both gone you know fuck am I even Sh- saying yeah he shaved his head <laughs> full Britney shaved my head <laughs> we had a moment he's looking in the mirror every day crying and he's like maybe I should shave my head that's not true but you did shave. It always went off at 10, 10 o'clock. And you wanted night. to do the beard and everything. You wanted to do the full body. Bold. <laughs> <laughs> I just look like you. oh you too um look with my content I think I've realized over the years that it's like and I had a conversation with my staff member yesterday in Sydney like stop trying to get it right stop trying to be perfect just fucking put it out there like and thank god like TikTok's really embraced just like whatever content you know it's not about like these real glamorous shots anymore and I think for me like batch filming is like such a savior like I and also outsourcing like everyone's so in their ego but like I do the best job and it's like I just pay a mate who's so good at what he does for like three hours on a Saturday we film like nine clips and that lasts me like two three weeks of content um and it, like he'll edit it like I'm not an editor like it's just like stick to what you're good at stick to what you care about because if you're trying to do it all then it's like well you're not going to do it because you don't like editing or you don't like doing that so it's like pay people to do what they're good at and stick to what you're good at. And that's kind of like, I'm also just like horny for the content. Like I just love, I'm such a visual human that like naturally I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to like capture content wherever I can. I'm going to call the episode Renee Buckingham's horny Horny for content. content. (laughs) (laughs) But it was like my tagline with my friends for so long. They're like horny for content. I'm like, yeah. And like, I've gotten way better at being more present. because I think there's definitely times where you like need to be off your phone and like need to not always be capturing stuff. But also, it's like part of the brief. It's like that's the life you've chosen and it's like you can resist it or you can hate doing it. But um, at the end of the day, it's like what pays your bills and, and fuels your fire. Just get the Apple Vision Pro so you can just scan the news oh, with your eyes. And that's bang. hectic. Not about that. 
I reckon it's too much. That's yeah. too much. I feel like I need a boost. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm on 75%. I've worn out a, a few batteries. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, it's no. like, you need you to you get one of toasters, bro. Just chill out now. Oh, my God. You too. Hey, what about some other pods? What other content you like besides a, besides your own and, and funny pieces? <laughs> you know? Do you know what sucks uh, by being so busy is I don't consume enough, like, good, like, TV. Sh- like, I'm never watching series, never going to the movies, and, like, I should be as a producer watching everything. But, like, I never do that. So I actually don't consume that much, like, outside of what I should for work. But in terms of pods, like, I mean, The Imperfects, those guys are so good. Like, I love when, like, shows are on. Like, if there's a live comedy show, I'm all about, like, comedy fest and going to those things and, like, supporting artists. Um, What else? God, I love obviously Smartless, so good, like amazing. Um, They've changed the way I think about pods, you know, and it's just like they're just cruisy and I feel like that's the chemistry, yes, because they're all fucking amazing and they're all big in their own right. But like the the when the guests come on, it's super comfortable and everything oh. just feels like it's it's another level, you know. Yeah, it's never that prepared. It's never like question twenty one. It's like just like yeah. them bantering and be like, "Oh, where are you right now?" Like we actually haven't done that much research. Like, oh, you got a kid? We didn't know that. It's like it's chill. Um, I would say, yeah, like to be honest, those guys. I consume so much music. Like music is king like musicals, like every genre I'm about. Like there's not really a moment where I'm like not music in ears or Google's playing, like it's always on, Um, which I just, yeah, love music. You couldn't pay me to give up music. I like that. Soundtrack to your life. No, honestly, like I listen to an artist called Tycho every day for the last like 10 years, I reckon, and it's just instrumental sort of ambient electronic sort of proggy rocky sort of shit, but it's like, you're just like shut up. I'm like, <laughs> what's that category? Poppy <laughs> Rocky, whatever. But whatever, you just go listen. You like it, I reckon. Yeah, I like, you I like chill hop. You like. How chill have hop. you guys hung out for so long? and You've never listened to. I've listened to it. I'm just, I'm just. You kind of like it, though, don't oh, do you? Like to his long-winded industry example of what category, <laughs> subsector, and it's that his favorite artist of all time. Well, I'm like you, Renee. I'm not like a big genre head where I'm like I'm into this and that. I like pretty much everything country. I like that storytelling vibe, but I'm I'm struggling to find an artist that I that I dig. But I like lots of things. Rob likes gangster rap now, which I'm a big fan of now. Really? Into, yeah, '90s '90s gangster rap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I'm not. You think you're B.I.G. Notorious. Music as much as like you both of you. Like Locke is someone who you go into his house and he's got the speakers going. As soon as you walk in there, yeah. he's like constantly changing and he changes the song and he looks at you like. Yeah. Do you like this song? Do you like this one? Tell me you like it. Yeah. Uh? Give me feedback immediately. Yeah. Like this. And then like two and a half minutes later, it's halfway through the song. He changes it again. Yeah. More like a Labrador. He wants more and more feedback. I'm you. Day. I'm you. I'm like, do they like it? Like, should I change it? Do you guys want to take over? I'm like, it's pressure. Yeah. It is your desire. Playlist. Remember, yeah. I remember making just playlist, playlists. I still do it. I'm just like, this is how I would play it if in order if I was to do uh, it. I become a real super nerd when it comes to music too. But it's funny how like it's, I feel like it's, it's like magic, you know, like how it can like make you feel yeah. and remind you of moments. Like it's like smells, smack that right? For him. Yeah, oh. smack, <laughs> smack that for Rob reminds him of the nightclubs. Yeah, I saw Acorn last year. Doesn't it? So funny. I See, just, look at know. the joy when you think of dancing on poles. That face is like, yeah. Yeah, TikTok, Kesha. You love yeah. that, didn't you? <laughs> Kesha. Wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. You love that. Uh, I feel like I need to go on improv class. I've got nothing to say. You know, uh, I've got nothing to say. I reckon we need to get Rob down. We should both. Come down actually, and I would love to see you guys in improv class. Like, if I could 
tell people to do one thing and be go to therapy. And if they can't go to therapy, I'd be like, go to improv. Like they're just like, sleepy laugh that way. And like, all should be good. I honestly think you'd be good at it. Nah, honestly, I, I, I'm struggling to find words now. But it's not even about being good at it. It's just about like getting out of your head. I actually think like in terms of if you're a business owner or someone in the entrepreneurial space, get to improv because you'll just become way more ruthless and like out of your head when it comes to like pitching and dealing with people. Because like our whole lives is like to be on or to like negotiate and like we all are massive imposters of that. And it's like at the end of the day, and I'm always just like, Billy Eilish, all these icons, all these people we compare ourselves to, they all did the hard thing once. Like they all got on stage for the first time. They all like start a new job at one point in their life. It's like everyone's been through that same experience. It's just like they're on a different path. Yeah, you're not just born into just becoming Justin Bieber, oh, right? And you the, know. the fucking bullshit of people being like overnight success, no one is an overnight success. Like everyone has done the hard yards and like, I think the hard yards are so important. And if you are an overnight access, fuck you. Go back and do the hard yards. <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah. yeah. You're like jealous that. and jaded yeah, you again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That person's got success. I hate them, you know, but I'm yeah. good for you. No, no. We don't like that. We've gone through some jaded stages, though, haven't we? Oh, it's hard. I think yeah. it's hard when you're doing stuff and you put, like, yeah. we've been doing what seven years. Me? and what like, For what us, we've been on the pod now for three years and we do five, we did five episodes. We've done over 700 and something episodes. It's like Jeez. content consumption. Like, what do we even like? What am I even interested in? If what I if all this was stripped away, what would I fucking do? Do I have to do this forever? Is this my life now? That's like it's a chore. I love it. What do you? It feels like we've been doing it forever. Yeah. Pie in the sky, what is, like, the goal for you guys? Or what do you really care about? Our, our our big thing is the Dream Big Social Club. So yeah. we've changed everything. We changed our whole business, our whole mindset around everything with this. It's about helping other people. And I think the the thing that we're both, Locke and I are both passionate about is like regardless of all the business stuff that we talk about and like what the could where the pod could go and do live shows and all the other it's like at the end of the day, we get purpose out of helping people and meeting yeah. other people and connecting and like the Dream Big Social Club is is that and there's a bunch of other stuff that and how we help and whatever it doesn't really matter but at the end of it it's just about people and i feel like if we can that's the stuff that it makes it feel like it's not as like much of a job because it's like that's meaningful stuff and it's like it's been a weird thing to try and shape this thing that started from just an idea and concept and now it's like shaping it and trying to give it more meaning rather than it not like it could be because you really you can point a podcast and an audience any to anything you know what i mean and Mm. we're trying to just point it to something that we want to we could see our life doing where it's not like a chore Mm. even though i I joked about the pod we wake up and we're like because i don't know it's about others working in hospital you know yeah it's about the customer and if they're having a good time it's a good shit like if you're just bringing the energy and doing that like that's kind of what we want to play that's the the role we want to play in the sort of startup world is connecting uh and giving people the right help and just us being us not trying to fake it and like trying to get like plug into a world where we have to be a certain thing or act a certain way it's like no we can just do us and exist and if it resonates and all good and yeah. people that want to be helped and the people that come to us will obviously all shit like the same sort of people you went to that launch party it wasn't intimidating you know what i mean the people that were there are like it's amazing it's like, cool they're nice people you know i like yeah. nice people I think having approachability in this industry is so rare and you guys do it so well. I think, yeah, like it's obviously we live in such an online world, but to take stuff offline is like so important and facilitating that. Like you guys are, yeah, congrats. It's so cool. And like, yeah, it was amazing. 
Hey. Hey, we might clip that and say more nice things. Hey, we're about halfway through the year. What's, what are you excited about for the rest of the year? Look, I'm a little bit scared of like what the rest of the year will bring. I just like never know. Um, I feel like, you know, when you like feel shit's in motion, you're like, it's all happening. Like it really does. So right now I'm just like my number one priority is sleep more, <laughs> which is like such a hard thing because I could go and go. The work never ends. You know what it's like? I could stay up to 1am thinking of ideas and most of the time for creatives, they all come at that time, <laughs> which doesn't work well for me for my uh, my uh, work. But um, I would say just like I want to be like way more present in like outside of work with my friends and like my relationships and yeah, like definitely more adventure like, that's not necessarily all about the content. Um, but who knows? Like I think this new podcast is something that I'm really passionate about and oh my God, my cat. <laughs> I can't hear, I can't hear um, a thing. Oh, really? Great. Okay. No. Yeah, I would just say like I, I want to like, have more adventure, travel more, be more present, um, keep creating as well. I actually, it's so funny. People are addicted to TikTok and I'm trying to get into it. I'm like, I'm the opposite. I have to try and get myself to get on TikTok because I'm like, it's good for your brand. It's good for your job. So learning and navigating TikTok is a uh, high on the priority list. I just, it's just a lot, isn't it? If you, if you want to uh, sleep a bit more, Finergan. Just over the counter. Oh, you sound so like good. Bev. You sound like Bev. It's so good, honestly. It's 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 really good. But uh, <laughs> but TikTok. I went down the route because I was the same thing. I was like, yeah. fuck, I don't know where to start. And then I was fascinated by like rough seas and cruise ships and rough seas and boats and that. Yeah. And then my whole con- my whole feed is just like all these like rough oceans with this like orchestral music. Oh, the like, algorithm knows you too well. It's so it's good. good, isn't it? I like all that sort of stuff. But yeah. Anyway. I think just like honestly staying consistent is like a massive goal for so many creators because it's fucking hard and it's like, yeah, like you said, the amount of content that I pump out across all brands um, is insane. And like, yeah, I just think consistency is probably a goal because otherwise we get so trapped up in like numbers or like what we should achieve. Like I don't even know. I'm terrible with like accounting. I'm like, I don't even know what the business was made this year. Like we're just having fun. I'm paying my staff members. I'm making some money. Like I'm eating for food, like eating free. It's a good time. So yeah, I think like just continuing on that journey and I'm hitting the jackpot. I reckon AI. AI is about to take over and you'll be able to clone yourself soon. So it's all good. You know, just hustle until that takes over a little bit, you know, that's what we're doing. Yeah. How do you feel about AI? Are you scared by it or are you excited? Are you using it? It's just with people. I think we, we've been using yeah. it for a little bit for the last probably like six months, five months. When chat GPT just fully yeah. kicked yeah. off, we were into it. Yeah. We've been doing lots of stuff. So we we're just Great. thinking about all these different things. And like Rob's really good at like uh, prompt, prompt ideation. I'm just yeah, trying to fucking funk it up. But yeah, what is like that? What is it though? I just think AI is one of those things where everything's just got a purpose. It's just like any yeah. other tool. And if you yeah. can use it to benefit whatever you're trying to get, whatever outcome you're going for, 100%. it's a good thing. But it does freak us out in the whole like we go, we full like are we being fully controlled, looked at? We're going to be like yeah. just power. It's weird stuff. Our life's changing. You're more like I remember growing up and when the phone with first color phone or like the first, yeah. like, like, yeah, the the first internet. iPhone or the internet, you're like, wow, ah. this is crazy. And now this stuff is like the new thing where yeah. I feel so scared for my daughter. Like she's 18 yeah. months old now. And I'm like, by the time she's five, the world could look so You'll be a robot. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daddy duties. Maybe yeah, that'd be yeah. hard though. Bobby. Yeah. 100%. Bobby. I think though as well on that, like it's just about like um, adapting with it, not resi- like not resisting or not embracing it too much as we did with the internet. 
But we're starting to sound old now. We're like, oh no. Yes, change. Yeah, that's why I'm just gonna stay. I love AI. I love yeah. where it's going. Yeah, I love, love the, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want everything. Give me everything. It's gonna make my life easier. Yeah, we'll just yeah. say we love it all. We love all the aliens. <laughs> Well, we felt like like doing them like quizzes and shit on Facebook yeah. and that. Like you don't realize that you're giving up fucking data. And so remember back in the day we were giving all like it was just insights into life. And did a quiz. And uh, you, you didn't like that, did you? I no. always used to love the quizzes and shit. Oh, they were the best. It's so good. Moment. That's how you flirted yeah, back in the day, you know. Yeah, locks a sucker. Anyone who you go, anyone scam any scammers since you text, you keep texting them back. Yeah, I'm I'm pinging Optus. I'm like, I just need some friends. I'm just looking for some <laughs> connection, you know. <laughs> oh, well, anyway. I'm the best. Hey, Thanks, Thank Ray. You. Thank you so much for jumping on. Un- unreal to chat. How can people find your stuff? Jump on the socials, Renee Buckingham, Melbourne Vegan Guide. Slide on in. Love a slide in. Always happy for a chat. At 3 a.m. I usually reply to you <laughs> when I'm up. And keep dreaming big, guys. I love what you're doing. And, like, yes, like more in-person events. Absolutely. I'll be there. Al Bradford, are you going to be the content king after listening and editing this and just are you going to be more active? Are you How are you feeling about it all? I always feel a bit intimidated when we get a producer on or someone who works in the content space because I feel like they're looking at my – even the way we reach out, you know, comms and that, I'm like, is that cool enough? Is that what producers do? Like, I don't know. It sort of puts me – it makes me a little intimidated. Especially when the amount of stuff that Renee's – like how much, how much content's coming out? Well, I feel like we do a lot of content but still just nowhere near it. Oh, we do. No, we do lots of content. She does lots of content too, but I think for her it's different types. Yeah, so yeah. she's nailed all the different things. And like she said in the chat, like there's so many different platforms and it's like she's like everyone, you know, when you feel like all these people are just they love it and it's easy for them, it's hard, you know, but you push through and you do it and it's fucking good. I'd love to be a food blogger though. That would be my dream job, let's be real. Snack blogger. Snack blogger. I feel like that's achievable for you. Yeah, not food. Don't, hey, don't, don't blow the – the menu on me you know what i mean just give me the side dishes give me the desserts what about like just kids menu blogger that'd be awesome you, for you, adults yeah yeah for yeah, adults yeah, yeah. that's actually not bad eh? someone's probably gonna steal that now I that's know. a fucking good idea isn't it anyway whatever i hope you enjoyed this podcast and if you like renee um we got all the descriptions in the we got the links in the description sorry so you can suss her out follow her go go suss out the melbourne and sydney vegan guide doing cool shit um and yeah we'll see you next week